When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and just like that, we have a nugget. Um, as soon as we stopped recording, a little background info for the fans out there. Um, I would say within 10 minutes, Jeff Passan tweeted that the Red Sox made a trade. Uh, it, it was at 9.08 p.m. Friday or Tuesday night, um, December 5th. Might as well just fully time mark it. And it says, breaking, the New York Yankees are acquiring outfielder Alex Verdugo in a trade with the Boston Red Sox for right-handers Richard Fitz, Greg Weissert, and Nicholas Judas. Sources familiar with the deal tell ESPN. All right, Craig Breslow, get the milkers out, boy. I mean, I, I couldn't really tell you too much about the three guys here. I, Greg Weissart, is, is it Weissert or Weishart? Weissart. I think it's Weissart. Weissart. He, he was up and down. And I, if I recall, and we just hopped on so fast, I haven't gotten a chance to look. But the way I remember him was he crushed it in the minors. And in the majors, it just didn't it didn't work. But he was crushing the minors. He went on. Uh, he got pretty popular from uh, Pitching Ninja because he has some like crazy wipeout slider. And he, he's like a one inning reliever guy. But six years of control and two options can't hurt. Not thrilling, but. He's, it's also kind of cool. He's from New York and went to Fordham. So he's officially joining the dark side. Welcome aboard, buddy. We're much cooler. The Yankees gave up on him. You can grow a beard here, Greg. Why, sir? Okay, so in 2021, in, in AAA and AA, he combined for a 164 ERA. In 2022, in AAA, he had a 169 ERA. But his major league numbers have not been good, and he's entering his age 29 season. The the yeah. big part of the deal is is Richard Fitz. He's he's the one real prospect there. But I think we should start with the Verdugo part of this because it's fascinating that this guy is about to shave his beard, go to New York, play for the Red Sox biggest rival. Like this guy is going to have like so much revenge in him. Like the storylines involved with Verdugo on the Yankees just they're, they're endless and he's a great quote. Like he's going to say all sorts of crap. Yeah, it's cool. The Yankees, uh, what, they've been around for well over 100 years, and they finally have a guy with a personality. So that's kind of cool. I think that um, he actually fits them very well. Uh, Left-handed, good defender. You know, we liked, I, I think we all liked Verdugo when he was here. He he very clearly kind of checked out at the end of uh, 2023. He was dealing with some personal issues. His grandmother passed away, so uh, never want to see that. But, I mean, if I'm a Yankees fan... Unless you were really expecting Juan Soto, I think they should be excited. This is a—he's a good ball player. We say what you want about him; it's a solid, solid ad for the Yankees. As much as I hate to say it, but uh, we uh, we wish Doogie uh, good health. I guess. And uh, just adding this, this stuff. I don't. This stuff, this stuff is developing as we're doing the podcast. But Andy Martino reports that the Yankees are still in on Juan Soto. And Jim Bowden suggests, he tweets, don't be surprised that the Yankees now try to spin Verdugo in a package with King and Thorpe to the Padres to try to land Juan Soto. I hate so that. Um, if, if we, we were talking about the Red this Sox, 
Yeah, what well, one one other thing about uh Verdugo before we kind of uh see who the Red Sox got is he frees up an estimated 9.2 million. Uh so probably means nothing, but that's more uh, more Yamamoto money or Otani money if you're coop. Wait, also did, worth also worth we, mentioning uh, the Morosi tweet coinciding yep. with the announcement also said the Sox are or have been showing interest in Lourdes Gurriel. So, not my favorite. Fit-wise, I get it. It's essentially Verdugo with a little more pop. Um, I hope the plan now is not in outfield of Lourdes Gurriel, Jaron Duran, and William Abreu. I think they absolutely have to add an outfield bat at this point. I'm just kind of... I I just keep reading through everything right now. Um, I'm personally... like I... I'm not that big on Guriel. I, I would have hoped that if they were going to deal for Dugo, that they would be aiming higher with their, with their outfield search. But it like, I just, it, I'm so nervous that they're about to just invest one of these classic, like three or four year deals that end up, that ends up looking bad right after year one. Cause the guy cashed in, he's almost 30 or he is 30 and it just like falls apart from there. I hope it's not that. Like, I don't know. We're going a little further assuming that Guriel is I... coming here, but. I don't know if anyone else has had this thought yet, but this is huge for Willie Abreu. I mean, this is like a huge yeah. boost in his confidence that the team is willing to put more stock in him than they are willing to in Verdugo. And this is something that we talked about at the end of the year where when we were saying, you know, what might happen with Verdugo and we were saying like, Willie Abreu is kind of the guy that you might want to bank on going forward. And Craig Breslow clearly feels that way too. Uh, I mean, right now they have three left-handed bats. It's, Yoshida, uh, Duran, and, and Willier. So it's does that mean anything for Duval? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it decreases the chances because, well, I shouldn't say that. It's a righty bat. I'll focus on Abreu. I think. I think you're right. I think this is a show of confidence in him. I mean, you could put him in all three outfield positions. You know, I mean, ideally, he doesn't play center, but he can handle it. We've seen it. So. I mean, I hope Thick Willie gets more playing time out of this. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of confused. This is our first emergency podcast we've ever done as a group. So, um, yeah, we're kind of just gathering the information. Kind of interesting tidbit. One of the guys that the Red Sox got, Nicholas Judas, is a uh, six foot eight, two hundred thirty pound, twenty two year old. So he's a moose squat. And now he's uh, squats. These are all big guys that they got. Like this, this trade, it, it definitely is about Richards, who, according to Baseball America, had the best control of any pitcher in the Double A Eastern League this year, according to league managers. Sixty grade fastball too. That's what Breslow likes. Good control, good fastball. You could make an argument that he's the like the only high minors prospect the Red Sox have that is like projected to be a starting pitcher. Because like Perales, I think he's a closer or a relief pitcher wickelman if you've ever watched wickelman gonzalez pitch the windup is a little bit all over the place he'd kind of have to tighten that up if he wants to stay healthy and log 150 plus innings so richard fitz man i mean this by the way credit to pat brown this was one of the guys you mentioned coming to the red sox in a verdugo trade a while back and i was like who the hell is dick fitz so maybe pat knows his stuff folks yeah i'm a big i'm a big dick fitz guy um no, you he, fitting in with Dick, huh? He, so what you're doing, you're fitting right in with Dick. 
I think I don't think it's crazy to think that Richard Fitz slides into the back half of the top ten of the Sox farm right now. I think it's so, that ten to twelve range. Because right now ten, I believe, is Yoelin Cespedes. Yeah, right, right around there. Yeah, I think he'll be ten or eleven. I mean, Yoel and Cespedes, we we barely he's seen nothing so far. Yeah, yeah, he's a projection guy. He could be. I mean, twelfth with the Yankees. So Red Sox farm is weird because the top ten is is very good, and then there's a huge drop off. Like yeah. after ten, there's a big gap. So I think Fitz will be ten or eleven. I'd probably put him tenth. So I I have a a report from someone who actually scouted Fitz uh, this year, and uh, the report is he's a plus body, above average athlete, just a very sound fourth starter with a high floor. Durable body, above average commanded execution, three good pitches. Hard to not envision him in a rotation, in a big league rotation. Um, yeah, uh, may have a higher ceiling than the other stuff guys. But yeah, it seems like the trades about this guy. I'm hoping that that I don't know. I'm I'm nervous about where the outfield situation is going with them not being in on Soto. But yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. It depends on what the, the evaluation of this move will be about what the next move is. Jorge Soler, baby, get him. That's who I want. Yeah. See if you, if you, uh, Coop, if you can you scroll up a little bit to like the, uh, 10 range. Yeah. So, so here's yeah, so Winkleman would be the top. Yeah. And we or use no, sorry, uh, Perales. prospects, socksprospects.com, by the way, we're not using pipeline. Shout out to those guys. They do a great job, but yeah, it goes nine is Wickleman. Then 10 is Yoel and Cespedes. And then 11 Who's just updated? Who we got at eleven? Coop, we Zanatello. got Zanatello. Yeah, Zanatello, guy who was just drafted. So there's a big, big drop off. Uh, you could say big drop yeah, off. And Drohan, which I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean Drohan, they didn't even protect in the rule. He might not draft. even be here by the end of the day tomorrow. Yeah, he might. He could be gone by uh, yeah. today if you're listening on Wednesday. And then Hickey, he doesn't really have a position. Paulino, whatever. Romero is already dealing with injury problems. Blaze Jordan has upside, but. You know, struggled a little bit as he moved up. So I like this move a lot, man. The more I think about it, hold on. Let me let me back up. I like the move. It's fine. You got three guys for one. Verdugo's a free agent in a year. So I'm excited about Fitz. You could you could argue that he might be the best pitching prospect the Red Sox have now, which is more of an indictment on their pitching, but still it's a it's a solid prospect to get. And then you got two more. One guy with control I- too. Uh, I Sox like- prospects also just tweeted out or retweeted from this past summer. Uh, Nicholas Judas uh, from Cape Cod League allowed one run, four innings, seven Ks, two walks. Fastball was sitting 91 93, which isn't great. Slider 83 to 86, change up split 81 84. So, probably at best, uh, bullpen piece down the road. But no, I agree. I think this is completely about fits. I think. Weissert is a cool project piece out of the bullpen, a la like Mauricio Yovera. I think the stuff might be there. It's just a bit of fine tuning, but I I might be in the minority. I'm so happy Alex Verdugo is gone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just got three arms for him. So I I, I said it to you guys as soon as we popped into this uh, into Streamyard. I the Mookie Betts trade is officially dead. I know people. I really don't care about that. I. You they still long. Oh, that's true. And you but. could you could just now include Fitz and these other and Weiss and whoever the the other guy. You could include all of that, and in it it goes on forever. 
Uh, also, by the way, yeah. Lou Merloni, Lou Merloni just out. echoed. Lou Merloni just echoed that he wouldn't be surprised if Verdugo is flipped to San Diego. I think my evaluation okay. trade goes significantly south if the Red Sox just help the Yankees land on Soto, even if it yeah. might be inevitable. It just I don't, I don't really, I don't really care about that. If they wanted to land Juan Soto, they probably they, they would have gotten him whether or not. I also have. think that if they make this move, they know that it obviously sets them up for uh, for Soto. They probably have a move in their back pocket to be like, all right, if they're getting their nuclear warhead, we're going to get our own nuclear warhead. It's just deterrence. So I, Are you promoting war right now? Uh, yeah. Um, salt one and salt two. Go ahead and revoke them. They didn't do anything. You know, I just put in our, uh, our little podcast chat, uh, Pitching Ninja. This is the, uh, the aforementioned tweet from earlier. Uh, Weissert had a nasty, sickening slider, and he made Gordo's boy, Jorge Polanco, look very, very bad um, this year back in April. So, you know, like Pat said, project, there's some stuff to work with. I'm, I'm just excited that something happened and we can. Oh! What? That's allowed? You can do that? That pitch? Oh, that's a, you can. That's that's. It's legal in the Major League Baseball. Keep replaying it. <laughs> what a beast, man. Probably the best oh, relief pitcher in Major League Baseball as of today. So, yeah. Right. Uh, on that note, you, let's just wrap it up because we've already got a long episode. Uh, Pat, what? No, no, no. Two things came to mind. Shout out Gabriel Starr. Himes first move was trading for Alex Verdugo. Breslow's first move, or big move, was trading away Alex Verdugo. Oh, also, also I think that Breslow's smart enough to have another move lined up, I would imagine, tomorrow. Because oh. if this is the deal on the tongue for the next week, it's going to get sour for some people. I think he's smart enough to know that the dominoes have to fall now. So oh, I'm so excited. Right, wrap it there. We're wrapping it there. All right. Appreciate you boys hopping back on. Appreciate everyone listening. Um, all right, back to back to the episode itself.